This tribunal has convened in accordance with Signarin military law to assist the ongoing inquest into the unknown whereabouts of Commander Dalen Sturgis. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome back, freelancers, to episode 137 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Michael and Devin. Today is August the 27th of the year, 2020. And thank you for being with us and joining us on this day that is filled with lots and lots of news. Devin, Mike, how's it going today? Mike, we'll kick it over to you while Devin does some tech support for his wife. Um, going well. I, um, a few interesting developments in my personal life and professional life and some things got to do in recreational life. So it's kind of been a a busy, interesting week. And so it's been fun to, to, to figure it all out. So, so as part of, as part of our reopening in our state, um, a, a very small fraction of our students have been able to go back to school and I am one of the teachers who gets to provide them services. So I was actually at work today back inside my building teaching PE to, um, a couple classes of kids who are considered high risk, um, not risk for contracting any um, illnesses, but high risk in their education. And so I was able to teach them, and it was kind of interesting. And I, I shouldn't say interesting. I keep saying that, but I, I want to stop just saying that. It wasn't interesting. It was fun to be back and different after not being back for so long. Um, so we did some yoga with the kiddos today, and they seemed to like it. I found a pretty neat kids' yoga um, YouTube channel. And the story today was all about Sonic the Hedgehog. So we went on a trip with Sonic the Hedgehog doing yoga, and the kids seemed to enjoy it. And I actually did yoga for the first time in my life, which now that I think about it, that's kind of a thing. It was the first time in my life that I've done yoga. So so I was at school today, and then we came home. Yeah, honest. How many times have you done yoga? Um, I, I, that's right. I mean, stretching so, and then like we came home. Yoga. I, I do mean, just, DDP yoga. Yeah. Just, uh, DDP, well, no deep down. <laughs> Diamond Dallas page. Haven't you ever seen the infomercials? I don't have it's TV. Pretty big, Devin. I don't have any, I don't I, say I don't up have, that late. Yeah. I don't have TV. To watch <laughs> it's on the internet. Day. It's on, you know, the internet is vile and vicious except for the freelancer codex podcast on twitch.com. Um, and then, and then we came home. Came home, help kid with help kids with homework, and tried keeping up on that. My sixth grader is testing those limits of Dad. I totally got this done. All right, can you prove it to me? Well, this this one gl- glitched out, and and my teacher said my teacher put this one in the folder of stuff to do, but she said we didn't have to do it. And I'm going, I'm going. Where have I heard that before? And like, and like, I'm surprised daily on how. Apples really don't fall very far, right? They are, yeah, they fall and you're like, oh man, I I remember saying that to my mom. And then, and then when your kids say it to you, you realize how D-U-M-B that sounds. You're like, the teacher assigned this, but I don't have to do it. Like, like, why did I think that was going to fly with my parents? Because kids are. So, so my, that's why. My so my sixth grader is testing those limits, and it's mm-hmm. kind of frustrating because 
because you you hover over that line of all right, I'm going to give my kiddo some autonomy to let him make his decisions and let him take ownership of his education. Um, but at what point do you like, like, that's not the hill I want to die on. And then my, my fifth grader, he's doing really well with school. He seems to stay up on it. Granted, he doesn't have the caseload that my sixth grader has. And then my kinder and pre K students are, are doing zoom meetings, have their own logins and passwords to our, um, learning management system. And that's kind of sad because. The youngest is three and she already has a username and password to, for stuff that is specific to her. But it's fun when she gets on online with her teacher because that pre-K program is a lot of songs and letter recognition and silly rhymes and things. And so we get to hear and watch her smile and interact to that. So so that's pretty fun. Just imagine. And then um, we had a couple sp- – uh, we had a couple sports tonight. Um, my fifth grader had baseball and then my sixth grader had some soccer. So we were able to play and that was, that was pretty fun. Um, it's nice for this old man to get out and kind of run around and, and, you know, keep, keep pace with a bunch of sixth graders. I feel awesome. Yeah, I bet. Um, it's going to be interesting. And then we had, so, so then much. I made, I really do. <laughs> Like, how long is Michael going to explain, like, what he did today? And for lunch, I had a burrito supreme, and it didn't have enough. Devin, how's it going? Um, No, it's going to be interesting that your three-year-old already has an email account that will follow her along for the rest of her life, and then she'll be able to use that. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Now, I actually – I'm not sure – I'm not sure if she has an actual email account yet because she never – she won't receive email she has she has login credentials to the learning management system so i guess it's email through there but it's not like a it's not like a gmail like our like our other kiddos have yeah, just being set, in just you know kindergarten and up yeah let's see i should you, right i Wade, should i don't want to then i have to give like then i have to give like permissions Yay. and like hey you have this and this and people know her i want to be like ron swanson sometimes and just get off the grid and <laughs> throw my computer away <laughs> you are like ron swanson Kevin, what have you been up to man oh, have you been gosh. busy with stuff i hate everything uh yes i have been busy thank you for the host thank you for the follow those who are here and rating our channel we really appreciate you guys why are they blowing everything up huh What's going on here, Wade? Why are you blowing because up our we chat? We appreciate them. You know, we appreciate it. <laughs> no, now, I've been really busy. Um, you know, much like you, I have you know several kids in school, and uh, it's really annoying because they have to do online stuff. And there's three different levels of comprehension. Um, and I'm talking about their teachers, uh, not the kids. With uh, when it comes to <laughs> online stuff and Zoom meetings and. <laughs> Like, I mean, you know, they should take remember, a design Remember class. your audience, bro. Remember yeah. your audience, all they right? Piss like, me off. <laughs> like, come on. No, come well, on. you know, when they, you know, the thing that really makes me mad is these teach some of the teachers for the special classes like PE, language arts, you know, uh, music. What, what, what about the PE teachers? Basically what about them doing like blanket across the board, you know? For kindergarten all the way to fifth grade, the exact same assignment. Like my my first grader has the exact same assignment where he has to write stuff in pages, uh, you know, to create a document after he watched these videos and created stuff and type up how he feels about these things. And like he's in first grade, 
he doesn't even know how to use this software, but you want him to submit a written assignment, you know, uh, with the paragraph per each thing. In PE. No, this one's for music, right? PE is just like watch movies, you know, on YouTube. Okay, so tell me how you class. feel about them. I have, um, I have, I have a or, little bit. I have a little bit more say in pulling what goes on in the PE curriculum across the district. So, were you the one who like I have to collect these milk jugs and all this other crap for all my kids? <laughs> do, do you do you want your do you want your kids to share equipment with the with the entire school when we come back? And you know, just tell me what I need to buy before school starts. No, it's <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just you know, it's frustrating when they give me these assignments or you know, like half the time the Zoom meetings still don't work and different things. It's really frustrating. But and they don't put things that. in the same place. There's no uniformity to it. You know, the teachers just organize it how they want, and it's really kind of frustrating. But you know, so- hopefully soon <laughs> they'll be able to go back to school. It's it's funny that you say that because you seem to think that when they get back in the building, I indi- know that those individual I won't individual have to personally deal with that crap online. Because oh, because when they go back, because when they go back, you're just like kids. You'll do it at school. Don't worry about it. No, I, I'll, I'll only have, have to, to deal with some this. homework. All right, I won't have to deal with trying to do tech support for all three of my kids from my office while I'm working in the morning time. Uh, oh boy. So but, welcome no, to I mean it's it's growing pains, right? They're yeah. trying to figure it out. It, it, we you know what and 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 not and and I don't speak for the district cuz I'm not in that capacity, but it's tough for everyone, right? Like I had a, I had a rough experience this week and we can talk about this when we get into to kind of what we've been up to gaming-wise because this was kind of the the catalyst that kind of started me back we doing really into gaming. Well, no. So I got, I actually got, and, and I'll, I'll go into this right now cause it kind of flows. Um, so I got, uh, a letter from a parent in our district, um, telling me that, that my content, my course was completely u- useless at this time. And, and the kids should be worrying about something else other than the content that I offer them. And it, and it really affected me to the point where I had to, uh, I couldn't sleep. So I jumped back into, into Destiny and started playing again and, and played Destiny for, uh, quite some time one night. You know, I did one of my till one o'clock in the morning sessions that I haven't done in a very, very long time. And it was, and it was super cool to jump back into it. Um, because Des- Destiny hasn't changed much, right? It's, like the first it's Destiny. Still- are you playing old school? Or are you? Playing no, I'm playing. School? I'm playing two. I'm playing two right now. Um, but you know what? It hasn't changed much. It's still sweet gunplay. It's still digital dolls and shoot the things, collect the things, Mike is a big get, fan of get the progress on the things. And you know what? Speaking for Destiny two, like they added a new. Um, and I don't think we've ever played the aerial zones, which are kind of fun. They're, they're, they're neat battle arenas that have tons and tons of verticality to it. So like in order to, to play this arena, you have to climb and go up. Um, and it's, you know, clearing buildings and, and taking down ads and bosses at a time. So it was super fun and I was brand new into it, had a lot of fun playing it. Um, you know, and it, it was, and, and not to get all weird or in the meta or whatever, but it's nice that it was right there to go back and play, right? Pick up like an old friend and just talk to an old friend when it's you're like going drugs, through man. a rough time. It is, man. So drugs. like, it's like, 
It's, I mean, Destiny's it, like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fun, though, right? There's, it is, I but mean, I'm like, I just can't. I gotta I walk can't. away. <laughs> well, but you know what? I keep thinking to myself, Devin. I want to. I want to just for the sake of doing it. I want to get our old raid group together, <gasps> go through Vault of Glass, and just do it. Right? Record we'll it. We'll never be up. able to do it again. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. With with with. Current, I mean, technically, they're bringing back gear. Vault of Glass in the new in the new, in the new expansion. I'm guessing. No, right? I, we got to go back that. and we, we need to pull out our our first Destiny edition one? Xbox Ones <sighs> and. Use our characters and and run through a vault of glass. See if we can go flawless. We might be able to. I don't know, but at least try it. Right? We could it's even fun. go flawless when we played it every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, maybe maybe our raid group is leveled up now. Right? Doubt. No. So my my oldest <laughs> is actually playing through Destiny Two also. So he just he just finished the first initial campaign. He beat Gaul. Gaul turned into a big giant guy. And he's been going through the director, and he's like, Dad, what are these raids? I was like, son, let me tell you about the raids. So I sat him down on my knee and told him about the raids. <laughs> let me tell you. I was like, you're going to need six people to do this. He's like, six people, Dad? He's like, yeah. He's like, Can, uh, how did you do it? I was like, well, I did it with Uncle Mike and these people. He's like, do you think they'll run me through it? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can even do it anymore, son. But someday, maybe we'll get a raid group together for you. So he's been—he's actually like really so. Been so that I have—I've so. got half of a raid group going because Kai has a character on Destiny Two, and Kai has a friend who would be able to lead him through it. At least give him the chance to like try it, right? Kai, because that's a how you—that's that how you go. It? That's how you do. Uh, he does. So I guess that means you would have to have multiple <laughs> things running on it in your house. And I would have to buy another computer because I'm not going to play Destiny on the Xbox again because I can't do that. So, all right. Not you. I'll, I'm not saying you do it. Well, I'm saying I'm pass gonna, it on to the kids. Well, Let I'm the kids do it. Raid too. So I'm going to just go I mean, buy another did you see that new trailer computer. Today, right? Don't talk to me about new shiny Destiny stuff, okay? We cannot. The more <sighs> I was we like, talk I had about to walk Desti- away. Honestly, I was like, no, I cannot watch this. <laughs> That, that's the hints. problem. Like, <laughs> the, more, the more you watch it, the more you're like, man, I can, yeah, I can, I got my like, oh, that looks really cool. Get away. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm already, I'm already uh, at 1,030 power level. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what the cap is now. But <laughs> that's you need some Sherpas. You got to get Lupo, <laughs> Mulehorn. Mulehorn already right. said he would. He he's telling us in the chat that he'll do v- VOG with us. I remember what the VOG is. So yeah, right on. See, and right. Devin's already signing off on it. So we're good, man. Devin, Devin just signed papers on a good new to computer go. that Steve, his wife just approved on. Steve, what you been up to lately, man? Thanks, Mike, for handing it over this way. Um, this is what I was. This is what I've been up to. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got to find my spot on the document. You threw me off with your hosting skills. So I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys with my oldest son. So for about thirty minutes before he goes to bed, I'm like, all right, because he's he gets to stay up later than his other brothers. It's like, hey, we'll just go play Fall Guys and we'll hand it off. I die, I'll throw it to you. You die, you throw it to me. So him and I have been uh, bonding over playing Fall Guys, and we laugh a ton at that game because that game's ridiculous. And I've been so close multiple <laughs> times to getting the crown, like. Three people away, four people away, making it to the final round. There's always just one little jump that you miss or some little guy like holds you at the wrong time. You get hit by one of those wipeout poles and sends you flying. So I've been doing that and having a ton of fun with it. Um, like I, 
I definitely see why that game is blown up and it's like the number one game right now. I mean, maybe, Devin, do you think there's, there's a world where this game gets, makes this company, um, I forget what the, what the company is, but does it get bigger than Epic Games off of Fall Guys? Is, is this developer going to be um, the next developer to challenge Apple? I don't know. I mean, if it's going to get that big, I mean, it's not going to get that big when it's only on, I mean, obviously it's huge, right? On PlayStation and PC, but as the Xbox fan and player myself, I would like to play it on Xbox, but it's not there at the moment. I mean, with with Sony exclusivity, it probably won't be for a full year. So I'm sure right now, I mean, this is probably, they're going to try to push it as quickly as they can to other platforms because of the success. I mean, I guarantee it's going to be on Switch within a year, if not a year, depending on what the exclusivity yeah. deal is. I mean, it's something that could easily Switch be ported mobile, over to mobile. Maybe easily go to mobile because there are three buttons. It, I mean, it's not even as. I mean, if you can put Fortnite on mobile, like easily, easily, um, it'll be over there. So KDT is not a fan of Fall Guys. Um, she just left the the chat unfortunately because we started talking about Fall Guys. But so I've been doing that and I've been playing. I I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, Mike. I've been trying to get through that because the new Control AWE um, DLC dropped today, and I was trying to get through Horizon Zero Dawn before I got to that, but I'm just going to have to pass on there. Um, a couple of things about Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm not going to spoil story things or whatever, but because it is a three-year-old game, I think I can talk about things in a more general sense. There are some points in this game where I know they want me to be a stealth player. They want me to hide in the grass. But they set up the combat arena where that's kind of impossible to do. So it's like, all right, game, so do you want me to be stealthy or do you want me to go bow and arrows a-blazing in here? Like, what do you want? Because it's not set up in a lot of instances to where you can be that stealthy person going in, which is kind of frustrating. Um, although I do enjoy the combat, like when it's open, there's a lot of times in there where it's just like... Okay, I guess I'm just going to go in here, and now my bow and arrow is an assault rifle, and I just shoot arrows all over the place. Um, in this game, when you it has you craft your ammunition over and over and over again once you run out of it, which is kind of frustrating. And I think the biggest frustra- frust- frustrating point for me is that it has you use shards, which is also used as the currency in the game. So every time you shoot an arrow, it costs money for you to shoot an arrow. Which I guess in their mind, it's like, hey, this is kind of a resource management game also. Like, it's on paper, it sounds really cool, but I really hate that system. (laughs) Also, like, the more and more things that you are collecting in order to craft things, I'm a hoarder by nature anyway. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to need this at some point, so I'm going to leave it in my bags. And with the amount of things that you do get, and the amount of things that are in there in the world to collect, my bags are always full. So I'm always at this point of like, okay, what do I get rid of to pick up this thing? Because I think I might need these things later. Um, and that's just the kind of gamer that I am. So I'm constantly full on my inventory, having to like play the whole Destiny game of what do I get rid of right now in order to pick up this thing. And that really frustrates me. Um, so there's a lot of things like that that I've got. Like there's these systems that are causing me to not enjoy the game as much as I would because I really do enjoy the story but it's these things along the way to get to the story points that are really frustrating me um, but maybe that's something they work out in the new game when it um, releases next year but as of right now I really like the story 
but there's a lot of these systems that are kind of getting in my way to enjoying it as much as I want to, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, that's yeah, I guess. I mean, that's that's just how I feel, right? So that's what I've been doing. Devin, did you want to tell us what you've been playing? What you've been up to? Um, no, nope, okay, playing, fine. We'll just go ahead and I skip think, you. Uh, there all I've been wanna. playing is Halo, right? So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, one good thing I did we got the uh, treadmill this week so uh, i've been waking up in the morning early to walk on the treadmill for at least a half hour good man so then i'm also doing that uh trying to do that in the afternoons um and i should note like right now steven is it's like 90 i don't know if you can see that 91 degrees uh in my garage so uh you know it's like a sauna when i'm in here walking for a half hour in the afternoons (laughs) at like 92 93 (laughs) degrees and it's just like when we first got it it was like five o'clock, and I just started walking out. And I was like, "Wow, you're really sweating a lot." I was like, "Ninety <laughs> degrees in here." And yes, I am fat, but yes, you know, uh, it's still hot in here. Okay, so make sure no, you uh, make sure you put a trash bag on. That way, you can get rid of more. Make make more. your weight. Get rid of more. Yeah, isn't that how wrestlers make weight? I guess, but that's just like cutting water, uh, you know. So that's you know not super healthy to do, but whatever. Um, Wrestlers do it. It's got to be healthy. Yeah, but that's only for weigh-ins. What uh? What but, time? No, are I mean you, it's really what really time good. Are you walking in the morning. I usually walk at like six. Okay. So why cool. are you walking in? No, yeah, I was gonna say no, yeah. Why? Just, why do you? I don't know. Care so much? Like, <laughs> I was just curious what time you're walking in the morning. I think it's awesome that you're doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you stick with the schedule, yeah. man. Get a schedule. Stick with it. Are you like watching anything while you're doing it? Do you have a TV set up to where you can watch something? Yeah, no, I just have, I just turn on my cell phone. I'm watching uh, NCIS on Netflix, or I just put whatever else is on, and is I it, can get through. You does know, it sit at a spot where you're like, does it sit at a angle where you're not like looking down while you're walking, but you can like be walking straight up? Um, no, I'm just looking at it because it's in my garage, like just right over here. <laughs> um, no, it's just kind of like a little bit down, but not not a lot. So, but. So I mean, the weirdest thing is, is like when you when I stop and then when I get off, I'm like I feel like I still want to keep walking, you know, like I should yeah. still be moving because I didn't go anywhere. But you know, it's just my brain because I have equilibrium issues, so I'm more sensitive to that kind of crap. But yeah, you're <laughs> to that kind of crap. I like that. No, cool it's man. True, I am weird. You are weird. I wasn't gonna say it, but you must keep us updated on your did. progress. Like I can, I I am fully like I yeah. I am confident I mean, that I can say Devin's weird. Well, I mean, when I wake up, it's like Word. I'm tired, but it's just like I hit start, and then I start walking, and I'm still just like after like two or three minutes, I'm awake, I'm ready to go, and honestly, you know, it makes things better. It also makes me not want to go like eat some fast food for breakfast or something like that, you know. And it's been, you know, for this week instead of like, oh, the guys are like, oh, you want to get a burrito or you want some McDonald's, I'm like, nah, not really, man. I I just I woke up earlier and walked for like a half hour. I don't really feel like wasting that on right? uh, fast food, and so. It's like, oh, I'll go get, you know, a Subway sandwich or something for breakfast, which is much healthier than uh, McDonald's or well, calorie burrito. No, it is. I, it's it's no, it is. I, I'm, it doing a veggie, yes. I'm doing a veggie breakfast sandwich. Like, like. That's only like 400 is, calories. So. Okay, cool. Versus, you know, a thousand calorie 
breakfast burrito or fried stuff, you know, fried stuff. Just fried remember, stuff though, Kevin, tea. this is this is Mike. That's why I get all my drinking stuff water. Cheese. So, yeah, no drinking water. For I know you. he he thinks water as a PE teacher. He thinks water is bad for you. So yeah, which um, is really weird. Whatever. Don't talk to me, criminal. All right, so. Devin, tell me. Ooh, I will ice no, breath gonna, your face, Mike. Off. You be quiet. Like, stop talking. Okay. Um, for a couple of things here, real quick. Uh, Word. We want before we move on. Jeez, man. No, it's all right, Mike. You You'll stop be okay. talking. I will not. I will stop talking after I, I say this okay. about our patrons. Thanks. We want to thank all of our patrons for supporting us on the show. We want to thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout sixty nine, Dragonheart seventy six, Jeffrey H, the Gameplay Experience, and RZ. We really appreciate your support and everything that you have done for our show. So continue to support us and tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your friends' dogs, and hey, let's see if those friends' dogs will get to support us also. One of the things that you get if you support us on our Patreon is our um, early is our pre-show content that we record before all this. So all that fun stuff Devin and I were talking about before Mike showed up, um, you get all that fun content. So go over there, do that. And I missed you, pre-show. That's mean. Yes. Um, you did miss. Well, you weren't you here. Guys so did what that are we supposed me. to do? I mean, you weren't here. I didn't understand. <laughs> I was right. here. I, I was like two minutes before the show started. You got here. Yeah. Then you. Can I've write, been busy. All right. You can write into the show at uh, freelancercodex at gmail dot com if you want to tell us like why all the bad gmail. things that we're doing, all the things that we are getting correct, all the corrections you want to send in. You can do that also. All right. So with all that done, I think it's time to get into the news because we have a crap ton of news that we want to blow through here. So we'll have Keanu lead us into the news. All right. I gotta talk to you about something. This just in. This week, we take a look at Gotham Knights, the next Batman game from WB Montreal. This is coming in, written in by Game Informer. All right. Um, first of all, I, I need to get where you guys stand on this whole Gotham Knights thing. Because we got Gotham Knights from WB Montreal. We also got a trailer of the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Um, coming also from Rocksteady. So we've got two games kind of set in this universe. Sorry, dog. I guess I'll get out of your way. Dog's like telling me to leave. All right. So Gotham Knights is a two-player co-op game. You can play it single player. You can play it co-op. You're going to take on the roles of either um, Batgirl, Red Hood, Robin, or Nightwing. Nightwing? Why did I, I almost call them Nighthawk for some reason? I was thinking of something else. And you I'm a to, night elf mohawk. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. I was uh, watching the wild stuff earlier today, and I thought of Mr. T and his night elf mohawk. So at the DC Fandom, which is a dumb name for anything to call this thing the Fandom, I don't get it. Um, what is the picture? Montreal announced Gotham Knights. It's the Devin, new combat focus. focus. It's a new combat focused <sighs> Batman experience that gives you the control of Robin, Batwing, Nightwing, and Red Hood in a teaser trailer that is in the engine. We saw the heroes and vigilantes using their special skills to set up um, skill sets to degrees of violence, right? So we got to see this thing where Robin and Batgirl were going to go on, take on Mr. Freeze in this giant tower. Mr. Freeze had frozen the whole thing like you do when you're named Mr. Freeze. You got to freeze the stuff for whatever reason, right? So this game is going to come out in 2021. It is going to be on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So it's current gen. It's going to be a cross-gen game. Um, so it'll be on the new stuff. It'll be on the old stuff. And this game is not connected in any way to the Arkham series. From what I saw of this game, I thought visually it looked really good. 
I enjoyed it more visually than something like uh, Marvel's Avengers. I thought it it looked it, they, they, it's really hard for me to explain like these games without just being like <laughs> no like the, it's difficult to be like this this game is super exciting because it's I I don't know like if it's something that I want to play like after watching the trailer. And I keep saying yeah. in my mind like all these games that have come out recently I'm like, I'm not excited for this. And I'm trying to figure out, like, why every single new game that gets announced, like, I am not excited to play. One of the things that really (laughs) stood out for the Gotham Knights trailer is that the character voice lines were super jokey, and they were very frequent. Okay? Um, They were, like, quippy. It's almost like, remember when the first Division trailer came out, and they had, like, the... um, the people that were like live chatting or whatever, and it just seemed off. Well, it just kind of seemed off for for what we got in this trailer. Like after you beat up a guy and murder someone, you're like, "Hey, that's really cold out here." I, and I don't know. It just seemed. It just seemed like it's not. Maybe it's just too live servicey to me because every enemy had a level um, next to their name. Every enemy had a health bar next to their name. And you just went up, you flipped over, you kicked him a bunch of times, you knocked him down, you kicked him again, and it just already felt to me like it was rinse and repeat. And I don't know if that gets me excited at all anymore to go through that. Devin, what were your thoughts on Gotham Knights? Because I, the trailer looked really cool. Yeah, so for me, like I only know like Robin and was it Bat Batwoman or whatever Batgirl, Batgirl whatever yeah, she it's is, Batgirl, right? it's Barbara Gordon, whatever. And like the other two, I didn't really, know, I don't know much about them. Um, so before, like there was leaks uh, a couple days before the show that basically were confirmed with with the trailers and what they showed off. Um, and with those leaks, I was more excited for Arkham Knights than I was for the Suicide Squad. Uh, but afterwards, I was actually more excited for Suicide Squad than I was for Arkham Knights. Um, because for me, it did. It just kind of looked a little bland for me, you know, the Arkham Knights, and I just I don't really care about, you know, Robin or the other three characters. Um, the the ones that I don't know could be more interesting, but I I think for me, there's uh, because they're you know Robin and Batgirl or Batwoman, there's there's baggage or some kind of history with those characters. So it's like. I already know about those characters. I never really cared about them in the first place, so I don't really care about them now. Whereas Suicide Squad, for me, it's like there's not really any baggage for them. Like I saw the crappy movie, and that was like, <laughs> you know, that that movie was garbage, um, you know. But this game actually, you know, looks like there might be fun. But again, it's only a CG trailer, so I don't know. So the CG tra- and Mike, I don't know if if you had a chance to watch these or not yet. The trailers for either of these. Um. So so yeah, I, and I'm. Batman is one of my. You were just making fun of me for stuttering and not like getting my uh, thoughts in order. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> my thoughts are always in order. Batman oh, is I'm not sure. one of my favorite characters. He's not even like he's not even like a least favorite character. He, I, I don't. Well, he's not in the game. So, I, but yeah, still, that, in the game. I guess that world for me. He's dead. That yeah, world for yeah, me Batman isn't is isn't exciting or compelling. I have no I have no interest. Like I would rather I would rather do have a, like a Scarlet Witch um, video game versus a 
that girl video game. Like I, I don't. But, but is that just there, because the you stories have more, like you have more connection with the Marvel universe just because they MCU though, right? So that's why you would rather see something but, Scarlet but, Witch over. Because I mean, the Batman characters are so, super popular. So, Batman's popular, right? He's going to sell games just because it's Batman. No. Yes. Not with, not with me. Well, not with you, but you're like you're not, one I'm person not that's not going to buy it compared to like how many people are going to buy a Batman game. So there was this one boy yeah. on a beach one time, and he was throwing starfish back. And an old man came up to him and said, you're not going to make a difference. And the little boy said, to that one I did. Deep man, like super deep. Like that one got no, no, because you know, as soon as you threw him back, he got swooped up by a seagull and got eaten. No, I don't know. Um, so, so I guess as far as and it's and it's not even and and it's not even a DC Marvel thing that um that wasn't random. It serves my point. Um, <laughs> it's not even no, a DC. Random, Mar- no, it's not. It's not even a DC Marvel thing. It's it's just that that Batman has never has never um, pulled me in as a character that I want to. And even that universe, like like even the TV shows. Um, you didn't like movie, the movies. I did like the movies. Um, I mean, I was more interested in the new Batman movie. Than I was the games that they sh- they showed off. Which new Batman movie? The one with um the one with Pattinson? Because isn't he yeah. the new Batman? Yep, he's the yeah. new Batman. But yeah, I'm not um I'm not um I'm I not. know anyway you know anyway you're, so you're I, not team you're team Jacob I know all right you like Rose, I don't know what fine. I don't know what that means <laughs> don't lie like you don't know what that means like your um, wife is he not knows what he means I don't <laughs> he know knows that, what um, it means he's a closet Twilight know. fan I am I am Go not away. a fan of of Batman I think the last Batman game I played was on the GameCube and it was an animated series Batman like so that storyline oh, remember that playing game. that Steve was that on yep. GameCube yep that was a yeah. uh, that was a good that's game, the actually, last like Batman that I played. So I, I and, and for me that was where Batman kind of stops because like because like animated, animated Batman series. he's like really good Batman yeah animated series Batman he's like he's like you know up there top three if Did they made a Lego Samurai Batman, movie? Batman no I, I don't know how many people no. watch that movie um that was, I watch I watch Samurai that was Jack good. I would I would take a Samurai Jack game that a would Samurai be cool. Jack game just um, came out like last so year. you have one. Where you been, Mike? Why don't you tell me these things? We talked about it on the show last week. Didn't you pay attention? Like, that was Ghost that, of Tsushima. We assume, we assume <laughs> that you just know. Um, so, but, Devin, I actually agree with you. Like, of all yeah, the Batman that's stuff. That's what you should assume. Like, all the Batman stuff that was announced. Like, the Batman movie with Pattinson actually is more interesting than anything else that, that we saw. So, and it, it is yeah. very possible that I just need to see more for Gotham Knights. But I think my issue is now that we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, it feels like because Gotham Knights, there's a sordid history with how long these games have been in development. It's been over seven years that this mm-hmm. was this game has been worked on. And it feels like something happened in the middle, and I'm going to blame it on Destiny. Well, that- I don't think this one's seven years. No, because I think the was- suicide, the su- so the Suicide Squad one was, and then Rocksteady took it over from... Um, WB Montreal, which is now making the Arkham Knights game. I, I think there's going to be there's going to be something that comes out. It'll probably be Jason Schreier, Devin's favorite journalist, that breaks the story of like what actually happened with these studios the and who was working on what. Like because this. I think for some reason there was a swap in there. Um, and I think because it has been worked on for for so long or whatever that people saw the success of Destiny, 
that um, these live service games are becoming very successful and people were encouraged to pivot in order to make something like Destiny in their IPs. And that's why it feels like, okay, now this... Now, yeah, now this is co-op. Now you can bring people in. Everyone has a level. I imagine there's going to be loot that you pick up. Um, that's going to be a thing. I think that's something that they even talked about. They talked about um, equipping different gear things in order to vary up your play style. So they're going to RPG this thing a lot. And I think it was just around that time where it's like, all right, guys, we have to do this. And I think that's my major hang-up with all these games. It's like, instead of making a Gotham Knights game very much like um, in the vein of the Arkham series, because the Arkham series is single-player, um, story-driven game, Batman, go around, beat the crap out of people, and they're very successful games. But this is like... He likes what, doing that. Like, why are you not still doing that? And, and of course, it's always like, hey, we only want people to try new things. We don't want you to, like, just because you did this means that you have to do this. But it's also like, but but why are you trying? Why are you going this route instead of like continue with the single player narrative that you were successful for? And granted, like I need to see more, but it's coming out in 2021. And then on top, and maybe it is just too close to Marvel Avengers, where you're like, well, they're doing that, and now you're doing something similar, but it's different. So maybe that's like part of the hangup that I have. Which I think that could also be affecting both you and I because we're not interested in in the Avengers game at all, right. and so it's like, oh, this is kind of like in the same vein. So, do we really want to do that? You know, so I don't know. Yeah, do and you, so Rue in the chat that? says, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. That would be like Madden going, huh? Maybe we should just change it to rugby. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and and of course, Madden has all this other stuff that like they should probably do to fix their stuff. But you're right, like you you stick with the football, you don't change it to rugby or you don't change it to soccer. But I think that's maybe like the hang up that I have. But then moving on to like the Suicide Squad thing, like this is coming out in sometime in 2022. I'm guessing it'll probably be delayed till like 2023. I think it's interesting that they showed off anything anyway because it's so far out. Um. But Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Next Gen only, which I like. It, it's true. So it is part of the same universe as the Arkham games. So some of the stories that started in the Arkham games will continue in this upcoming release. So what we had, we had a very Sunset Overdrive-like trailer with Harley Quinn, Boomerang Jackson, King Shark, and Deadshot. It's not Boomerang Jackson, but um, it might as well be because that's one of the most boring characters ever created in the history of comic books is i like that shark character though <laughs> um so they and i don't know if it's like following the first movie <laughs> or if it's going to be following the movie that's coming out that they also talked about the one that's being directed by james gunn but th- i will i will tell you my major problem with comic book games this like this right um they're supposed to kill the justice league Brainiac has landed, whatever, Brainiac's taking control of people like Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash, Cyborg, and someone else. They didn't mention Batman because I don't think they're allowed to, like, kill Batman as part of, like, some licensing thing. Like, you can't show Batman getting captured because Batman never gets captured, right? He has a plan for everything, so he would never get captured. So you can't show that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could... I can tell you about the league, right? They put in Red Robin in that game, supposedly because Red they don't want Robin. Batman to be captured or killed. Right. And like right. Superman, Wonder Woman, and there was the Green another Lantern, one that maybe. can only be captured and can't be killed. Right. And the rest of them, you can kill them. You know. So, so here's my thing with these games: the Suicide Squad is like this bunch of like B tier because let let let's face it, all right, they're B tier villains. 
Oh yeah, like one hundred percent. When you got a guy named Polka Dot Guy, Polka Dot Man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're they're scraping the barrel of the DC lore here, like with Boomerang Jackson up in here. So it's like, okay, go kill Superman. Automatically, I'm like, okay, that's dumb because you can't kill Superman because he's like way too overpowered. But then I'll be like, oh, but Lex Luthor gave you these Kryptonite rings, and now you're able to battle him. And I'm like, whatever, this is stupid already. Um, and I think it's just the premise that that does, that makes no sense. Like, to kill the Flash, to kill Wonder Woman, to kill Superman, like, you can't do that as Harley Quinn because you have a baseball bat. That makes no freaking sense. I don't understand why anyone oh, would be like... got special powers of... Of what? Flips and hitting people. I don't of, know. I don't anyway, know. So, so already so, I'm like, I was this is about so this, dumb. Right? So, you watched, I mean, we watched last week that... Uh, that game about the shoot, I just forget his name. Monkey King, right? Monkey King in the China, the Chinese lore, right? We did not talk about that. Did game. You just watch that footage, like the thirteen minutes. I know we didn't talk about it, but they showed it off, right? It was like kind of news last week, and I was thinking about it, and I started researching like the Monkey King and all of the supposed abilities that the Monkey King had. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, did did you know, Marvel and all these people just like rip off all these abilities from the Monkey King. Cause like when you, when you listen or when you read about like all the abilities that the Monkey King, you know, Pat, you know, has had, you know, things they can do like, oh, it can fly on a cloud that looks like the Silver Surfer. It can grow large or grow small like Ant Man. It can be invincible or it can do uh, all these different things that so many of the, you know, Marvel superheroes can do and everything else. I'm like, did they just like steal all this from, you know, <laughs> Monkey King? <laughs> It it was like the weirdest thing to me because I'm like reading about it like, okay, that's this superhero, that's this superhero. They just steal it and like I mean, pretend like they came up with this crap. <laughs> I'm but but honestly, if you look at like Maybe. superheroes and their power, I mean, I guarantee like most of this stuff is all stolen from somewhere, right? I mean, I'm sure Stan Lee was one day was like, hey, let's have a superhero that shoots webs out of his hands. Like, I mean, superheroes are dumb just by design because they're like, what? You can stretch or you're a rock now. Like a lot of that how, stuff is how dumb. Dare you? However, how dare you? However, if you put how them up you? against the Justice League, because Justice League, they take on like these cosmic threats, right? They take down like, you know, yeah. I've seen now I'm like spacing on the name. I'm like mixing up with my Marvel stuff. They take down, what's the dude that broke his back? Nope, that's Bane that broke, he broke Batman's back. Mike, what's his name? Superman from outer space. I Which guy? We're not big into DC. Doomsday. 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 Thank you. Gosh. Wasn't it but then, Doomsday? But then, yeah, but then you put him up against a guy that can throw a boomerang, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go kill the Flash. He's like, I really hate everything that's happening right now with Suicide Squad. Well, and, it, and it's funny, because, but, it, but more so than that, it's just, it's tough to keep, because like, really, how can you, it's the whole who can beat who paradox, right? So who really can beat who? Like, like who there's no beat, way. Yeah, let's uh, find I out mean, who can beat Boomerang Man. Let's see. Stick straight yeah, guy. Uh, I mean, man. A, a stick. <laughs> yeah, right. So, a strong I mean, gust it's of just, it's just tough. Man. Exactly. You know, and, and even, and the MCU even has its problems, right? Because, because, you know, Thanos was invincible, except when he wasn't. And the Hulk was, was super strong, except when he wasn't, right? So it's just, it's just tough. And it's, it would be really interesting if you could find a way to to put all of those abilities into some type of um 
um, what's the word? Not a randomizer, but a, uh, a, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, um, um, a hydro thing that does lab. it to where you could actually like the old McGuffin. No, a, um, simulator. Man, I couldn't come <laughs> up with that word. Exactly. <laughs> like, like an actual, like an actual simulator where if you could, you could, these are the Hulk's powers. These are Thanos's powers. Who really would win? Right. It'd be interesting to see that outcome, you know, Infinity Gauntlet versus no infinity gauntlet and so then the infinity it would be gauntlet. it would be interesting i think because right because then because then really what can the flash do except run fast like, um, and he, how well, he can practical go so fast he goes from dimension to dimension yeah right? he can but, but how objects. okay so stopping a, he's fast so stopping enough a to bank talk robbery to himself. like I mean, really, I can take I mean, myself right now. I don't have to be that fast. I mean, you, <laughs> you're yeah, proving but, my point. No, I, I'm just saying it's what's, just weird that when the, you have like what's super the Wonder Twins? That. How come I always turn into something like a bucket Janice of water? And Jane? Like, I could yeah. get beaten by a sponge. It wouldn't even have to be an evil sponge. <laughs> and so, okay, so I and right, I think we've been on this subject yeah, for quite anyway, a while. I really don't, I I really don't want to like crap on all the news that we have coming up here, right? So I think we should just skip all this other news that we have because I'm probably gonna. Um, PlayStation 5 got a commercial. They were showing off, um, they, they were mainly talking about the, the controller that they're coming out with, uh, with their haptic feedback. And at first I wasn't very interested in their, in their controller because we've had haptic feedback in the Xbox controller for some time now. I don't think any of the games have ever really utilized it to the full potential. One of the things that the Ratchet and Clank developer was talking about though today, which sounded really cool to me, is that um, Ratchet has a double barrel shotgun and that if you pull that trigger, you will actually feel where that first shot will go off. And then if you continue to pull it, you'll feel the second one go off. And there were some resistances also. Um, shoot, Devin, you're going to have to help me remember what game it was, but they were talking about their, um, gun jamming. And then instead of you just pulling the trigger and nothing happening, the control, the trigger would actually stop because they'd be able to make it not pull back because of that jam until you cleared it. Um, and I forget where, I forget what article oh, that's I was cool. reading, what I was talking about, but those are actually some pretty cool features that I'm excited to at least try and figure out and that would, you know, see how it that works. That would last one gameplay. That would last one gameplay and, and, and one kid dropping it. And then but, that function gone. I mean, it depends on how it's like, how it actually, you know, what the function is, like stopping the, tr- the trigger from being pulled, right? So, right. I mean, it, that it's something that's at least interesting and different to be like, okay, this might have, you know, yeah. some merits is like, you know, to hype it up. But yeah, they released a trailer with, with that trailer. We did not get a price. We did not get a release date, but we got some more talking about that. Michael, Lord of the Rings. I know you were a Lord of the Rings fan, right? Yeah. I know you are into it. You love them. If you were going yes, to I make am. a Lord of the Rings game, like what character would be your main character to make a game about in that universe? Aelmir. All right, you'd make it about Amir. Devin, who would you make it about? Uh, I have no idea. Um, so, I, I have another answer, too. Okay. Not Golem. All right, so... Yeah, I, I mean, Golem is not, like, my first choice. Um, <laughs> what choice yeah, is I don't think Devin? he's, like, anybody's choice. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... I, I think they want to make, like, a stealth game type thing. Like, that's what they want to do. So, he's, like... You know, sneaks around, does all these things. So maybe it fit their narrative for that type of character. But I would prefer more of, uh, you know, like a, a ranger type or something something along those lines. I enjoy, like, that setting. 
I don't know a ton about the characters. I've watched the movies a couple times. I have them all on like DVD, Blu-ray, which I, I was really mad when I bought them on Blu-ray. VHS. Um, cause so I did, I got like the really extended versions, like with everything. And, oh yeah. Those and are awesome. They have them on Blu-ray, but instead of like putting the one whole movie on a disc, they split it between two discs. And so you have to swap discs in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, what the crap is this? Yeah, like, this is that nostalgia, okay. Devin. They I want put the all the extra features on one disc. Getting up. It's yeah, so it's the problem. The one of the problems, and I think one of the main problems with picking a character, and and this isn't just Golem, but this is this would be like um, other other movies that have that are adapted into games. I think I'm saying that right. When you pick a character who whose outcome is already determined. I think it takes away from some of the ability to play them, right? So, so we know what happens to Golem ultimately. We know his story pretty, pretty much from beginning to end, right? So, and, th- and this is, this is one of the problems that I have with, with thinking about playing like a Harry Potter game as one of the trio. Like we, we know their story. We know their arcs. Let me, let me play a character like a, like an Aomir who we, we know a little bit of, right? Let me, let me be one of the Rangers, um, or one of the soldiers from Gondor. Let me be, let me be one of those, you know, beeline characters that I can help progress a story through. I, I have no, desire to play as golem number one that character freaks me out right i don't i don't find it fun i don't like like where do you, you get i don't know he, like he's a dude he's a dude time i was gonna say he he, he, he carries a <laughs> loincloth so so where is he gonna put all these items that he's i'm sure or is he just gonna bite through fish and you know chase mm. rabbits and like well i can you know, tell you a little just, bit it, like, um, what can you do with that character? So just real quick for the people that do not know. So there's a Lord of the Rings game, um, and it is starring Golem in a very Prince of Persia-like stealth game with branching narrative. And I think that might be one of the things that, like, Mike was alluding to. Like, it, it's a branching narrative, but we know eventually where that ends up. So it's kind of interesting to be like, hey, these decisions will make a difference. It's like, well, we all know where we all know where Frodo and Smeagol end up at the end of um, book three, right? So, Golem will mix Prince of Persia like right. stealth action, featuring a branch of narrative, and expand on the hints given by J.R.R. Tolkien about the Stewart family, known as Smeagol, to create a brand new Lord of the Rings story that aims to fit alongside the books. One of the things that they talk about is what persona you'll play as. Are you going to be Schmeagel or are you going to be Golem based on the choices that you make? There are friendships that you can make along the way with certain creatures that will help you get past a lot of the encounters. So it's going to be like, hey, if you um, befriend this person, it might be easier for you to sneak past over here. So there's going to be a lot of that stuff. There's going to be between the stealth sections, Golem will be forced to make decisions and dialogue choices, choosing from responses proposed by both his gentler Smeagol personality and the Golem psyche that emerged after he was corrupted by the one, one ring. Do those decisions mean there's a branching narrative to play through? So I don't know if there, so, um, the game developer says that there will be some replayability based on what you decide. Um, so you might be able to see a couple different things, but I, I just thought it was interesting that 
it's been a long time. How many years has it been since we the last Shadows of Mordor game? Um, this must be like five, four Just or five a years, years right, Devin? It came out on the years. Xbox One. Yeah, it's yeah. been a couple of years, but also the Xbox One came out in 2013, so that's been a long time. Um, so it's been interesting that we haven't seen anything from that IP in a really long time, but it's in- more interesting that this is what they showed um, with Golden 2014. Prince of Persia. 2014. Yeah, so it's been six years since we've had a Lord of the Rings Six years. Game, so um, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'll be something to watch. If people are into those games like Thief, um, then they might actually really like this and they'll enjoy it. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that really enjoy the Lord of the Rings universe. So this will be a game that they'll probably enjoy. So, um, yeah. all right, Kitty, thanks for hanging out. Um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for hanging out and chat. All right. So I we do have some news on the the Apple Epic battle, but I think we can probably skip that. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it unless you guys really want to cover this thing. Otherwise, we talked a lot about it in our Discord. There's a lot of opinions on it. I I think most of those opinions are wrong, personally. But um, it's something that we can talk about later. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be around for a long time, right? So it doesn't. it's no point going over right now. So. Cool. So let's skip all that stuff and let's talk Word. about Devin. If... There was a new Nintendo Switch with a 4K screen. Well, I guess I guess I should I should I should restate that. I don't know if it has a 4K screen, I wouldn't but there be. there are rumors of a new Switch model with better graphics coming in 2021. And from everything that I read, um, the rumor is new 4K resolution, but I don't know if that is the screen itself or if that is being pumped out to your TV through the dock. I wasn't able to see anything or read yeah, anything on the what that one, said. You can't- watch anything in 4k yeah so i mean i can see where that's you know they have it where you can watch youtube and other things in 4k because you can't do that now um but i have i have no interest in another switch like there's no i i don't care about a mobile you know nintendo system i i just want something that sits you know on my tv stand like i mean that's all my switch does it sits in its dock and it plays games underpowered at 1080p and <laughs> i just want a better nintendo um that's not a wow. handheld but yeah that's my opinion so how I do you think, really feel i think one of the interesting things is because like the switch i mean it's not the most powerful console on the market by any means but if you were to take a game like um, breath of the wild and put it up to 4k like does that improve the experience at all compared to what you had before i mean I mean, I guess potentially it would. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just 4K, like because you can do do an emulator. They have emulators that you can run it at 4K at 60 frames per second, and it's a much better experience uh, if you're running that through through the emulator. And so I think, but you're more also than running anything, that on a PC, uh, a higher frame rate. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can still connect it to your controller, That's still true. use a controller to play it. Um, so. There's a lot of things that I would love Nintendo to do with more powerful hardware. I mean, they can still keep the same kind of graphic fidelity they want, just up the resolution and up the frame rate, and it'll perform so much better. But people are going to buy it irregardless because it's yeah. Nintendo. It's like all these years, you know, I say, oh, I'm not going to buy it, but I'd probably still be tempted to buy it, just like <laughs> I have been for with the 3DS, the 2DS, the Nintendo Switch, and every other Nintendo system that they've ever sold. Right, so. <laughs> well, I I do wonder like what their price point would be I if would this is going to be a because re- it's not going to be a replacement for the light. Um, they should call it the Power Switch though. That would be a good name for it. They should call it the Power the Switch. The Switch Pro. 
Switch Pro? Uh, Switch Pro would be an okay name also. Um, but I Switch wonder Pro. if this is just going to replace the base unit at $300 or if this is going to be like, hey, this is upgraded, so now it's going to be $350 I mean, or if it's going to be $400. They're going to have to do something, right? Because next year when they're going to have – once games start being made not for cross-gen, like they're barely – I mean – Doing games now for current gen that are dropping right. to the Switch have to make so many compromises to run on it that there's no way they'll get any. I mean, the compromises they would have to make, you just there's no point in making it. Uh, so they have to have a more powerful system. Yes, it sells a lot, but eventually, when those third party games can't be ported over to it anymore because it doesn't have the juice to do it, then th- they need a new system. And it's, it's that simple. I much preferred when they had. Uh, home console and the handheld be separate so it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting yeah, maybe I'll, yeah maybe i'll just pick up like if they discount the original maybe then i'll just pick up original finally and play it play that one there because i'm not interested in they playing don't ever discount anything it's no, it's, yeah but i mean if you're going to come out with the 4k it's either it can't be 300 dollars, and i don't think that they're going to put a handheld out for 400 dollars. that would be insane it's nintendo they'll sell it for 300 they'll sell enough. for the exact same price Fair enough. All right. The next thing we kind of talked about Fall Guys already, but Fall Guys is the most downloaded PSP, PS Plus game. Sorry, let me start that over. Um, Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time on a global basis. And that's a uh, studio media tonic. So that's pretty insane. Like, good for them. Like, I know that um, Rock. Um, PS Plus worked out for Rocket League in a very similar way, but Fall Guys has just taken the world by storm and it just kind of destroyed expectations. So, congratulations to that team over there and to their media, to their, um, their, uh, community manager who's like dominating the, um, the Twitterverse right now with all of their tweets and just like, I think they went from like, they gained like 1.3 million followers over a week. So, that's an insane amount oh, wow. of growth that fast. So to be put on the map like that. So congratulations. That's a lot. That is a lot. So what happens when your game has like 15 million downloads. I'm surprised it's not more. But, you know. Yeah. But um, people are smart, unlike us. And they stay <laughs> off looks... of Twitter. So, and we we do not, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, <laughs> but CD Projekt Red, um, the, the developer is a developer called... Coco, I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But they are part of the CD Projekt Red family. They announced a Witcher mobile game um, titled The Witcher Monster Slayer. It's a free-to-play, augmented reality, location-based RPG for iOS, Android and... for iOS and Android devices set in the Witcher universe. So, now, I, I don't know what is happening, like, in a lot of parts of the world, but with the pandemic happening now, is like, this something that like you want to announce now? I know the reveal is going to be later this year, but I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, when people aren't going outside, is this like the game that you like? I mean, hey, we should get this out now, or is this I something mean, like I hey, still we should see delay? A lot this? of people that go outside. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but yeah. still, considering I, mean, I see a lot of people that still go outside, down, I understand, but it just seems like an interesting time to yeah, announce a. Because even like Pokemon Go, they're making it to where you play that game inside and you can still catch all the Pokemons that you need because they realize like, you know, there's a pandemic happening, so no one's going outside. So I just thought it was interesting that they're like, yeah, all right. I don't know if it's to like catching on the coattails of the Pokemon Go craze, of the augmented reality craze, but it just seemed like kind of out of nowhere that it's like, 
All right, go outside yeah. and go kill some creepy-looking monsters. I mean, maybe it's not coming out <laughs> till next year. I mean, they can just start to slowly, you know, hey, we're doing these things and let people check it out and then slowly build it, you know, into next year. And I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how many. I don't. Pe- I don't really do very, very much augmented reality stuff. So. Yeah, I wonder how many people will because your your market is the Pokemon Go market, right? I don't think you get anyone to be like, oh, I really like The Witcher. Now I'm going to go outside and you know join this crowd because I don't know if it's going to. I mean, like, you might get some, maybe, right? But I mean so. that the crowd that you want you're trying to tap into is that Pokemon Go crowd that's already used to going outside and doing all these things. But I guess you could probably do both in tandem. It's not like you can only do one. You can't do the other, right? It's like, all right, let me catch my Pikachu, and now let me go over here and kill my Griffin. So, I mean, both of those things can happen at the same time, I guess. So, interesting stuff oh, yeah, over on from CD Projekt Red on top of Cyberpunk. Now they're going to want you to go outside and slay some monsters. Um, Devin... Will you give us the breakdown on all this Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War stuff and why that title is way too long? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a long title. It's definitely a change. They they got away from the numbering, right? So because yeah. it used to be Black Ops One, Two, Three, Four, and now it's Black Ops Cold War. But um, no, it's really cool. It's it's a direct sequel to the very first Black Ops. So you have familiar characters from the first Black Ops going over to it. Um, I really enjoyed the trailers. I've enjoyed the stuff that they've shown uh, for the campaign. Um, so I'm definitely interested in that and seeing what they're going to do. Um, you know, it's set like in the 1981, you know, which side note, I don't know if you saw like yesterday, it was kind of big on the news. Uh, Russia declassified their huge, uh, the largest nuclear explosion test that, that was ever done. Did you oh, guys see I did not see that. No, I didn't. It's like that. a it's like a forty minute video. It's in Russian, but they have captions. But it was like a fifty megaton nuclear explosion that they blew up in the wow. northern regions of Russia. It was huge. Like people could feel the heat from. Uh, I think it was like one hundred and seventy miles away, and they wow. saw the flash at over from over six hundred miles away from it. So uh, it was really it's really cool, and it's like you know all from like that same time period. So it's all just old older time, you Old know, footage. older footage. And so it was really cool to watch. And, uh, I mean, it was 30, 40 minutes and it was fun. Just, I mean, when was, crazy, um, but when was Chernobyl? Um, what year? 58. That was right around that time. Wasn't it? Um, no, Chernobyl it was after was that 58. I have no idea. Chernobyl was but, like 85. I mean, it You're was right. during it, the cold it was 86, war. Right. So that's what kind of made me yeah. think about that. But Chernobyl was 86. Um, but I mean, they they did that to show basically like that was part of the arms race. Like, hey, we're showing off to the world. Like, this is what we're gonna do. It that bomb that they made, it was a huge bomb. They put it in a rail car. But anyways, that that's uh, it's a cool thing. You guys should check it out if you have time to check it out online. It's crazy. But um, so yeah, this is set during the Cold War and going over different things. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, from they're saying, you know, 4K, 120 frames per second, ray tracing. But I don't think that they're going to be able to do all that at the same time without a lot of sacrifices. Like there were some articles that are saying, yeah, it's going to be 4K, 120 frames per second. Uh, but I think the stuff that they're referencing, it was like, it's, you know, like in the Digital Foundry video, they're like, oh, it's 4K, comma, 120 frames per second, comma, ray tracing. So like 
there's going to be options is what they're guessing. And I would say the same thing because you can't even do, you know, without putting a bunch of stuff like really low, you can't do 4k 120 frames per second with ray tracing right now on PC with, with, you know, maxed out three to $4,000 system. So right. uh, you're definitely not going to be able to do that on next gen. And so I, I see that as, you know, options. Like you, if you want to do 120 Hertz, you can do 1080p, right. Or, or like 1440 you know, and then checkerboard it or something like that. But um, it'll be interesting to see. They're going to show off multiplayer on the 9th of September. So we'll see how, how that does. And if it coincides with Warzone that's going on right now, because that's huge uh, for Call of Duty and for Activision. They made uh, billions of dollars in a couple months, you know, during this pandemic because people are playing it and buying stuff. And um, I pre-ordered the game because the story looks really interesting. And um, because I'm probably going to get it anyways, the story looks interesting. So I just used my Microsoft money. So I, I, uh, I, I don't buy games anymore with my own money. I buy them with uh, points that I earn just Fancy from you. Uh, <laughs> I buy them with other people's money. I was like, you can convert points into into money. That's a long story, but anyways, I know. Uh, once you learn how to do that, it's really easy to buy stuff on Xbox. But uh, no, I mean, it, it looks like interesting. Bitcoin. The story has. I mean, Bitcoin. We'll I, see I how good think, it turns out. Yeah, I, I I do think it's interesting because with Warzone, like, what are they going to do with that? Is that just going to become its own standalone thing, or is this going to come with their own like updated version of Warzone, um, or what's going to happen there? Yeah. Plus, it's like, holy crap! So we've had a call. They did duty. find a missile silo. Go ahead. Uh, so in in the Warzone map, they found a missile silo, and there's rumors online that when the game comes out, there's going to be a nuclear launch within Warzone, and the missile's going to launch out of there and destroy the map and and re and change it all, right? And so it'll be be able to play it just in Warzone, or you can also play it directly from uh, Black Ops, right? So um, that's the the rumor. You know, they're going to keep it going. I think a standalone thing is perfectly fine, but they need to keep it going within the same thing. And that's kind of the rumor of how they're going to change it. And so like when the new call of duties launch, they're going to change the war zone map to kind of fit whatever the narrative is or the, the style of the new game. So it kind of blows my mind how many call of duties we have had so far and how many we're probably going to continue to get. And like the big question is like, okay, so it's, now yeah. what? Like no one liked it when they went to the future. Everyone hated that. So, like, what's, yeah. what's I mean, next? yeah, they, they're trying to find the balance, but, I mean, they make billions of dollars, and, you know, they announced uh, today, like, their Call of Duty League, their world championships, like, the, the winning team gets $1.5 million. Wow. Uh, you know, they get these nice big rings, kind of like, you know, the Super Bowl-type <laughs> style rings, uh, you know, trophies, and they got shoes and, and all this cool stuff, but it's like, oh, dang, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. So yeah. just for the winning team. Yeah. And it's next year we'll have a new Call of Duty and we'll be talking about that one this time yeah, next well, year. I mean, <laughs> when they make almost $2 billion in three months off of microtransactions alone, then yeah, they're, they're going to keep making Call of Duties and keep pumping that stuff out because people don't have a problem with dropping 20 bucks, you know, or 10 bucks and this, this and that, because it's, it's a smaller amount of money that's easier to, be like, oh yeah, I can just I can spend twenty bucks. It's not a big deal. And, and I do think it's interesting that but, games like I mean, times up by millions. Yeah, 
But it's it's interesting because you have games like Fortnite, games like Ape, Ape, Apex. Sorry, can't talk right now. Um, that are free to play. Apex. But like Call of Duty is not going to be free to play. People are going to be spending. Well, this is like one of those well, answers. Warzone's things. free to play. Like Warzone's free to play. But when you're talking about buying Call of Duty, you can buy it for sixty dollars on old gen. Um, then you can take those discs and put them on the next gen j- discs. But it's not going to automatically upgrade you to the new visuals. It'll just be backwards compatible. Or you can pay $70 and then you can get current gen and that $70 grants you an upgrade. Um, if it's digital and there's a lot of, there's like a bunch of weird stuff around that. And it's like, um, it's going to get really confusing. And they're doing the thing because they'll offer you, if you want to pay $10, if once you upgrade to the next gen systems, you can pay $10 and get the, the upgrade. And I don't mind that because it's like, okay, they put the extra work and effort into, you know, the time to, to take advantage of the next gen systems, right? To make better assets, to do everything they need to do. You know, if, if it's not worth it to you, then stick with what, what you have there. You can still, like you said, play backwards compatible. Um, but I don't have a problem with it for, I mean, $70. It's game should have increased a long time ago because of the amount of work and money that it costs to make one of these games. I mean, uh, the bigger games, yes, they make, that back tenfold, but there's a lot of other games that don't really make that much back because they can't sell it for enough. So yeah, yeah. Versus the amount of time you put into it, you know. Rue in the chat says Fortnite tried though with the original game and its original campaign. I think there's money in having a story for people that love lore that is already in BRs. Apex and Titanfall one and two before Apex. No, I agree. I I I just think it's like this weird. Like, especially with Call of Duty, because I don't think it's so much like, I think they just have to keep making them because it's a money making machine. Like, they can't, they just can't mm-hmm. stop making them. It would make no sense for them to stop. But also, like, for Call of Duty, it's like, okay, are you just going to run out of how many, I mean, how many wars have we fought? I mean, I'm sure there'll be another war that they could go to, even if it's a, a war that's like, hasn't been fought by, you know, American soldiers or something. They could go. Yeah, I mean, they haven't done anything history. with like desert storm or any of that kind of stuff yet. So. That's true. So, but yeah, uh, eventually <clears throat> they'll run out, but then, well, I mean, war is, yeah, war is war. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that those games are <laughs> the, the, the juggernaut that they are that just, it's the gift that keeps on giving for Activision. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, a couple other things. Speaking of PlayStation 5. So PlayStation 5 pre-orders aren't available yet, but Sony is offering fans a chance to be the first to buy. So you can go onto their website now, sign up to get a chance to buy a PlayStation 5, um, depending on your current... Like, it was very unclear, like, what metrics... Well, it's just a chance to pre-order it. It's right? a, yeah, a it's, a chance to pre-order. it's a chance to pre-order based on how many PlayStation games you've played, I guess. I don't know. The The wording in the email is super weird. It yeah. says, like, you know, they'll look into your account and see, like, what you've done. So probably if you create an account today, like I did, to log in to try to get this, you're probably not going to get a chance to do that. I think this is a really <laughs> weird tactic by Sony to drum up, like, fake scarcity. Um we already know that consoles are going to be well, pretty scarce I mean, at the end of the year. We we know that's going to happen. However, there's also like no launch titles coming out for any of these consoles that should make them like worthy to go out and like have this huge run on them like we did with the Switch, right? Um 
But again, like there's there's fans and people like us who are day one adopters that are going to go out and trying to get this. But it's just weird that they're like, all right, you guys sign up to get a chance because it's making you feel like this is your only chance to get this is by signing up and getting the golden ticket in your chocolate bar, right? Yeah. yeah but it's still like you're still going to be able to order from Walmart, Target, yeah. GameSpot, or GameStop, Amazon. So I'm like, I don't understand why they're doing this. Like, I I didn't buy, you know, I don't. I didn't buy my Xbox through Microsoft store. I bought it through Amazon. Right. So I don't, why do I need to sign up for this? You're just making it seem like you had poor planning because you're saying there's not going to be enough. So did you not plan properly to have enough for lunch? And so right. now it's like, okay, if it's this bad, then why would anybody do exclusive games for the PlayStation five? When it's going to be a horrible launch if you don't have enough systems, I, I, right. It just seems like a negative you know, direction. I don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. It, and, and like I said, I think it's just to drum up this weird sense of, oh man, we've got to go here and we've got to get it now or else we're not going to get it. It's like, well, I mean, this, yeah. this is the one generation that it's like, hey, if you don't get one, like wait a couple months, there's nothing coming out anyway. So it's not like you're going to be suffering. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like just wait and when they're on the shelves, go yeah, pick even, one up. Like, even for me, like online, people are just like, oh, there's no reason to buy, you know, a next-gen console or whatever. It's like the, the whole reason I'm buying the next-gen console is because it's going to play the games I want to play better than what my current Xbox will do, right? Maybe. So it's like I don't care. It doesn't have like this killer, you know, whatever first-party title. I'm buying it so I can play the games that I want to play in better graphic fidelity and better frame rates. Uh, that I mean, it's like to me, it's the same as upgrading my cell phone after two or three years because I want a faster cell phone that can run the stuff better. It's, it makes things easier and faster. And I, I think I've kind of gotten to that point where it's like it doesn't matter to me. And I think that's also why it wasn't a big deal to me when Halo got delayed for the Xbox because I wasn't planning on getting the Xbox just for Halo. I was like, I'm getting the Xbox because it's going to play everything I want better. And so I'm kind of in that mentality of with you know upgrading cell phones for so long every couple of years that it's just like, yeah, I'm just getting the new new console. You know, I'm getting the yeah. PlayStation 4 Pro or I'm getting the, the this, you know, Xbox One X, whatever. You know, it's like just getting the next system that's going to play your games better and the games will come out for it. Yeah, I I just thought it was an interesting promo that they're doing it. It just sounded really weird. Like I, so I'm gonna pre-order my. I'll probably pre-order my PlayStation Five from Best Buy just so I can swing by here and pick it up. Um, but yeah, and I'll oh, just, yeah, I forgot about Best Buy. I'll just like go in and say, hey, can I have one? Well, I hate them too. Um, because Best Buy takes cold hard cash, and Amazon does not ah, take cold hard cash. Do they? I hope they do. Well, I mean, you, can, you can convert, convert that. that cash into Amazon yeah. credit. Right. Yeah, but how would I do that? Gift cards. I, I would still have to go to a store, buy a gift card that I would probably do at Best Buy anyway, and be like, "Thanks for the cards," or I could just yeah. give that money to Best Buy. And chances are, like Best Buy probably <laughs> scored some sweet exclusivity deal with Sony, and Sony has like their um, Best Buy branded PlayStation Five with the big old uh, blue and yellow logo slapped on their PlayStation. So that's the PlayStation I'm going to go with—the big old blue box <laughs> PlayStation Five. Like Best Buy. 
Best Buy. I got all this. I get a free skin in Marvel's Avengers because I bought this at Best Buy. So, all right. A um, couple of things. There was a Nintendo Direct yesterday. It was a Nintendo Direct mini with all their partners. They showed off a lot of stuff there. There was a lot of Final Fantasy stuff. Um, World of Tanks they showed off. So, a lot of cool things over there if you're into that. I don't think we'll cover it all here. We might talk about some of the more interesting interesting things later, but yeah, I, I guess there wasn't anything that was like super interesting to me that I wanted to put on our show notes, but they did have one. Everyone has been freaking out for the longest time, wondering when Nintendo is going to do their thing. So Nintendo dropped this mini, and it didn't talk about Mario, didn't talk about Zelda, didn't talk about that Metroid <clears throat> game that's never going to come out. So um, hopefully it satiated some of their fans, but um, knowing Nintendo fans, it probably did not. Got it. Devin, Halo news. We got some news about someone joining the team again? Question mark? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they talked about uh, they had two people returning, right? Uh, well, I mean, so jo- Joseph Staten, right? So he worked at Bungie, did a lot of stuff. He's been back at Xbox since 2014 as a producer and writer for multiple games because he didn't want to just work on one franchise. He wanted the opportunity to kind of bounce around and do different things so he doesn't get bored. Like, he, he's written another Halo book since he's been back. He's worked on three different games. And he just finished up, uh, you know, being one of the producers for, I think it's Tell Me Why, that just came out. It's an episodic game. Ain't nothing uh, but a for Xbox. And so they... Yeah, of course. Um, but so he has uh, transitioned into part of the campaign team for Halo Infinite, right? So um, he says, I'm thrilled to join the Halo to help them ship Halo Infinite as a project lead for the Infinite campaign. So they have two different teams working on both sides, right? Um, he says, I'll be supporting the team's existing great leaders and empowering them to do their best work. And so he's kind of there just to kind of keep them on track. He has a lot of experience and he's finished a lot of games and so he's, he's a good senior leadership to kind of help them focus and push the direction they need to go sounds like he's there to crack but the whip. they also brought yeah i mean well he's there to help mm-hmm. him out and give him give him experience i mean they they also talked about uh certain certain affinity they announced just this week that you know if you don't know certain affinity that's led by max Herman, who was a multiplayer lead designer for halo one and two and did a lot of stuff and has worked with uh, on multiple Halo games making PvP matches or maps, you know. Um, so they have been working, certain Affinity has been working with 343 since last December on Halo Infinite, which is good news. So they're probably working a lot on the multiplayer. But they brought over uh, Pierre Hintz, I think that's his name. He was the head of the publishing team for the Master Chief Collection, but he is now over the uh, multiplayer experience. So he he's done a lot of ju- a lot of work to kind of get the Master Chief Collection back in the direction it needs to be and the way it's going now, and it's uh, going really good. And so they brought him over to work on the free to play multiplayer experience and and kind of give a direction, right? So yeah, I think Joseph Staten, Mike, you would probably remember Joseph Staten from the Destiny um, beta trailer when they ran through the very first mission. Um, There's a mountain. Yep, that was uh that was at E three twenty eleven, Devin, is that correct? E three twenty eleven for yeah. Destiny. I don't remember Someone which E three it was, but which one they announced. Yeah. But yeah, he got, got up. He was the one who said that, right? 
Yep, he said, hey, look, there's a mountain. You see that mountain? You can go there. He picked up the Thunderlord from the very first uh, fallen um, dude that we fought there. And that's the trailer that, like, created a whole new genre of people, like, falling in love with um, games as a service, <laughs> games on console. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting and excited to have him back. The voices for the grunts for most of the early games. Did he so. really? Look, he dropped yeah. in a sick knowledge. There you go. That's what I do. Yep, that's what you do. All right, a um, couple other things as we move on. We're going to hit a couple of these things really quick. Gamescom open, like the first day of Gamescom happened today. There is a crap ton of stuff that has been announced throughout the day. There's probably too much for us to cover now because we, I mean, there's just a lot going on. So it's hard to like go through all of it and talk about everything that happened. So we're just going to kind of talk about the highlights of things that happened today. Um Mike, you probably weren't even able to watch it because you were off doing your athletic sports thing because that was happening all at the same time that was going on. So we'll just talk about some of the highlights yeah. and then we'll kind Mike's of. Mike's probably like, what's Gamescom? Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched Gamescom. I, I am watching it right now, actually. Probably. So there's I'm a lot of things that, that. Where drop. do they hold Gamescom every year? <laughs> every year? Uh, in a place, a studio. Not this year. <laughs> this year, it's Sorry, at everyone's Steve. home. Sorry, Steve. Um, so, name all the places. All right. So, real quick, let's go through a couple of things. Um, Bioware showed something off. They showed off a Dragon Age little Vidoc with a bunch of their team members. And we got to see friend of the show, Melissa Janowitz, was in there talking about um, boss design. So, that was kind of cool to see Melissa in there. Mm-hmm. They showed off a lot of screenshots. A lot of environments, a lot of concept art, a lot of their team members talking about how excited they are. So that was a pretty cool video from the Bioware team. A lot of Dragon Age fans are probably super stoked to have something to talk about for the next couple of years. But that game is not coming out till 2023, so I think there's going to be a long wait. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, so congratulations to the Bioware team and friends over there at Bioware for getting out their video and getting their fans excited for Dragon Age. Like, a lot of the concept art looked really cool. I've not played a Dragon Age game, um, but the concept art was exciting. Like, the way, like, I mean, it's always easy to get excited about something when passionate people talk about it because they're super excited about it. However, I did notice, like, with the first, um, the first, uh, scene when they showed Mark Dara in the forest with his hands in his pockets and his head down, yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, what, is this like documentary? Like, what's going to happen here? What's Mark going to do over there in the woods? That seemed, <laughs> seemed really weird, but it was a cool but video. I just, just chuckled to watch. Some. Yeah. It's like, oh, Mark Dara. Um, he'll probably answer, be answering all kinds of questions on Twitter for like the next month and a half or something. A um, couple of other things. William Defoe and Daisy Ridley star in the Annapurna Time Loop Thriller 12 Minutes. This was a game that was announced at last year's E3 where a husband was talking with his wife and the husband was narrating what exactly was going to happen. The wife did not believe him and then those events started to play out because they are stuck in a 12-minute time loop. This game sounds super interesting. Now it's starring William Defoe as the narrator, Daisy Ridley as the lady, and I believe it is Professor X, whose name is escaping me, McAvoy, Drew McAvoy. It's not Drew McAvoy. Um, what's his name? James. McAvoy. James McAvoy. James McAvoy? Yep, who starred also in like Glass and that whole trilogy. So he is the um, the dude, mm-hmm. he is the father in that in that video game. So that's actually a pretty... Pretty, I mean, Daisy Defoe, Ridley, huh? That's cool. 
Defoe, Ridley, McAvoy. That's a pretty big cast in that game. So I'm excited to play that. I want to try it out. Hey, Star yeah. studied. We found a game that I'm excited to play that we were talking about this week. See, I'm not just crapping on all the games. I'm excited to play 12 minutes, probably because it'll only take me 12 minutes <laughs> to play through it. So I'm excited. You're not for excited that. to play Godfall, Stephen? Oh, yes. Let's talk about Godfall. So Godfall. So Keith Lee, he's the director, uh, formerly uh, Blizzard and a lot of other things. Um, he got on with IGN and he talked about a couple of things that they're doing with their skill progression. They talked about they announced three new Valor plates. They announced, let's see if I remember these, they announced Mesa, Typhon, and Vertigo. And this Vertigo is actually the Valor plate based on the moth that I predicted and sent out on the internet. And everyone called me crazy that they would put a moth in the game. So there's all my vindication, suckers. Um, they announced Mesa is a ram-looking <laughs> character. And then um, Typhon is a... Kind of, I think it's a, I think Typhon is a seahorse. It's hard to tell because for some reason they will not put out their footage in 4K. Everything is in 1080p and it's super hard to see and it's very frustrating like we have 4k technology that's all it can run in right now put it out please i want (laughs) i want to see how the game actually looks it is so hard to see it in 1080p especially when it's like compressed and all this crap happens when you put things on the internet i just want to see the direct footage right um a couple of things that keith talked about he talked about weapons he talked about this constellation skilling up method that they did not show but he talked about it that sounds really interesting you can put different augments in different spots and that'll buff your valid play in different ways a couple of things that we still don't know about they have not shown the ui um i don't know why they're holding off on the ui it is so important to see the ui in a game like this to see what is happening like what your skills are when you're pushing buttons, because as of right now, and this was a problem that they had in the last trailer that they posted, and I think this might be a similar thing where these trailers were cut at the same time on older builds, but the AI is still super passive. They are standing around, they are watching, and again, without that UI, knowing like when these cues are happening, it's really hard to tell if the UI is either just dumb or we just don't know enough <laughs> about what is happening to understand what is happening. And I don't want the UI just to be dumb because that'll make the game super boring. But it does make me nervous that we haven't seen the UI yet and we really haven't seen um, like one of the bigger boss fights. And oh, well. like... <clears throat> go ahead, Devin. Cause I mean, all three of us are going to play it on PC, right? Yes. All three of us are playing it on PC, right? Correct. So. I am. Uh, Mike's like, are we? We are. What? Of course we are. <laughs> I mean, that's that's right we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> you're playing it right now. I'm playing it right now. Just watching Gamescom over here, playing this game that's not out yet. Oh, you um, don't know my setup. I know these, your setup. I said don't pretend like were, I don't know yours. I said these were box fort boxes, but I got all kinds of stuff from those boxes. <laughs> I've got monitors and monitors and stream. Anyway, I don't believe you. Uh, but anyways, no. I mean, I, the game looks really nice. It looks really cool. I just want to. I mean. Show me co-op, you know, it's, I mean, honestly, from what they talked about, it doesn't seem like co-op's that big of a deal. Like there's things where you can buff your friends. Yeah. You're playing with, uh, you can try out different combos of Valor plates or you can all be the same one. And I'm like, okay. So I, I don't know if <laughs> okay. like co-op's like really like the big focus for the game, which is fine, you know, but, um, I just want to know more. Like Steven said, I, I just want to know more because it's supposedly coming out soon, but maybe it's not till like December. I don't know. 
I mean, it is a launch so. title for the PlayStation Five. I mean, that is it's been the first game touted as a launch, launch day title. or or launch. Uh, um, I mean, when you say it so like November that, then. Devin, when you say it like that, well, I mean, this is. I mean, I think it's launch one of the window? only. I think it's a day one launch for the PlayStation Five. So if that's going to be happening sometime in November, like all the rumors are pointing to, then that is super soon. It's like two um, months away. Those yeah, months. and and like Rue says in the chat, I mean, how do we know more about other games coming out in 2022 than this game that's coming out at the end of the year? And that's something that's super concerning. Yeah. That like like you have to show us some of this stuff to get like. I mean, when you look at what they are doing with Outriders, Outriders is coming out in September. Devin, correct? Right? That game is it, does, coming- it has it's, it says holiday 2020. Okay. So we imagine so that, that they don't game even is- have a, a release date. We imagine that that game is coming out at the end of this year around the same time or similar, whether it's a month before or a month after. We know so much about Outriders. Like, they've yeah. done video after video. Do, like a 30-minute thing every month to go over stuff. Right, going over breakdowns. And it's, and I mean, they have tons of footage. I mean, granted, today they, they've shown off co-op before, but today or yesterday they showed off like 10 minutes of, of co-op gameplay, full gameplay. Uh, you can watch in 4K. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's so much more about the game that, that they've shown off. And, you know, I'm definitely interested in both those games. I mean, we've talked about them. Like, they're both coming out. Yeah, that one's like a melee looter. What are the, I don't remember what the exact it's terms they're using for. slasher looter. For... Well, yeah, slasher. slasher looter and Outriders is like a looter shooter, you know. But and they're both neither one's games is a service, right? Because they, they haven't said uh, Godfall's games is a service. No, it's not correct. So, um, which we both are excited about, but we just know so much more about Outriders than we do about Godfall, which is crazy because they're both coming out around the same time, and. Um, I'm- and I, yeah. and I, I can't imagine that that's like a decision by the marketers to be like, hey, if we don't say anything, this could just be like a sleeper hit. Like we slide in under the radar and boom, it blows up word to mouth. Like I don't think – like I mean that worked for Fall Guys I guess. But Fall Guys is – that's a completely different yeah. beast that I don't think works for like a slasher – oh, slasher looter, a brand new IP – um, of this style. I mean, maybe, I guess it's possible that it blows up like Fall Guys. Like, I can't imagine that will happen. I don't think it will. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just weird that we are so close um, from what we think is a release date to not knowing much. There are 12 Valor plates, and we have confirmation of, I think, six of their names so far. I think it might be seven. I don't have my notes right in front of me, but there's still, like, Valor plates that we don't even know about that we haven't even seen. So... It's a little concerning. Maybe which is okay. They want to. You can have some surprises for the game, right? So that, that's true. You can have some surprises, but to like not talk about a whole class seems interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that yeah. So so that's Godfall. We talked about Godfall. They showed off some Star Wars Squadrons stuff. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is no. I guess I can't say that. I might be under NDA. Um, we can talk about the stuff that they showed off. Um. You know what's interesting to me? That game comes out in October, right? Yeah, that comes out. That comes out in what's October. What's interesting to you, Steve? I guess I don't like games where you play as the villain. Like I don't think playing as the Empire has ever been interesting in like any game. Has it? You know why? Because the Empire is evil and they kill people 
and they don't have mm-hmm. remorse. So to have like redeeming qualities from an empire character, they have to like renounce the empire because the empire is evil. And that's why we yeah. had that storyline in Battlefront <laughs> 2. That's why, you know, there was some. Um, Nope, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Anyway, so I'm uninterested in playing as the Empire, and I don't know if that's just that's just a me thing, or if you guys feel the same way, or like if you're interested in playing the story campaign for Star Wars. I mean, Wars I'm Scotters. gonna try it out because it comes with with my uh, subscription, right? To yeah. Origin Access Premiere on PC. So, I mean, it's gonna be it comes with that subscription, so why not check it out? But None of the stuff makes me like, oh, I'm super excited to play this game. Um, I mean, we've talked about it before, some of the, the interesting decisions that they have made. Um, I don't like driving or flying in first person, but that's all you can do uh, in the game. And so and, and I still don't understand why why you bother with customization of your ship when you can't even see it. So. Yeah, and, and I do think that it's interesting that, like, something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, like, the game is a MOBA. It's five-on-five, objective-based combat. You've got support, you've yep. got attackers, like, it's a MOBA. Like, I don't know if people are like, hey, we're going to go in, we're going to shoot each other down. I mean, there is a mode where you go in and do that. But, like, the main competitive thing, like, I think is, like, I don't know if... That'd be I, I the only know. mode that people played. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it is, but I don't know. Like, um, that game will be coming out in October. So they also, Mike, are you have, are you interested in squadrons at all? Um, so the the thought I was having while we were talking um, was that this kind of goes back to the golem conversation, right? You know the outcome of the empire, like. What's, what's fun about that? Even, even the characters inside the empire, um, it was, it was Battlefront, right? With, um, with, um, oh, what was her name? Ida, Aiden. Ida Urso. Nope. That Urso Aiden Vasa. That's, that's Battlefront. Aiden Vasa. Aiden Vasa. Aiden Versa. Verso. Yeah. You're combi- you're combining Rogue One and Battlefront. They're all but, right. Star Wars Cause things. like, cause like they make that switch. They go through. They don't like the way the empire is going. They make the switch. Now they're good. Like, so, you know, um, again, if you, my opinion, obviously, if you, if you want to play a game in the Star Wars universe or have a game in the Star Wars universe, you have so much more to pull from than the empire and Jedi. And the Star and the Star Walkers and the Skywalkers <laughs> and and the, the Kenobi's, right? Like that universe is is actually a universe, right? So so tell a different story. I mean, have that stuff going on in the background, maybe if you if you feel like you need to, but even it, you don't have to um again thinking about rogue one um my wife and i watched it the other day um the uh the he wasn't a jedi but he was as close to being a jedi as you could get without actually being a jedi right and like his story that would have been a cool story to follow him you know so i i understand that that these are the characters and these are the people and this is the ip but but I would hope that developers would would take some creative license and go. You know what? We're going to tell this other story that happens to be 
where they're in a world that where T-16s exist and, and T-90 X-Wings exist, but we're not necessarily going to see all those things, but we can have some other Star Wars type themes. And, and, you know, it just seems like, it seems like they're, they're, they're holding themselves back by really sticking to, all right, this is Empire versus Republic or Separatists versus whatever the ones are, you know? So I, yeah. m- my thoughts, maybe. And, and it's very possible that that could be a, um, Disney Star Wars thing. That's just like, all right, this is the space you get to yeah. play in. Um, let us know if you need anything. Like that's hard with licenses and figuring that stuff out. I mean, that's, you know, the same thing yeah. that we were talking about with Warner Brothers and the Batman stuff. Hey, Batman can't be captured. Batman can't be shown getting killed. Um, so this is what you can do. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that yeah. that happens that is just, you know, out of, out of their hands. But yeah, a couple of other things that they showed off. Yeah. They did some more Ratchet and Clank gameplay, which looked really good. Um, then they showed Blood Bowl 3. Do you guys know what Blood Bowl is? If you don't know what Blood Bowl is, Blood Bowl is a sport that they play in the Warhammer 40k universe. Is it 40k? I think there's a 40k version and then there's just a Warhammer version where there's a tabletop board game where it's kind of like football, but it's like a strategy game and you've got to like score points or whatever. So this is the third one in their series and they're coming out with a new Blood Bowl, which looked pretty interesting. They had a trailer. They didn't show any like in, um, any gameplay stuff, but they showed the dwarves. They showed the orcs. They showed the elves. They showed all these different factions fighting over this thing. And I thought it was interesting that we're getting a Blood Bowl three game, um, coming hmm. out soon. I just, that I guess I never expected that people buy it. <clears throat> they're pretty popular so yeah i mean the like the warhammer universe is i think it's an awesome universe i like both uh normal warhammer and the 40k universe because they're i mean they're interesting and they and i guess like that's the kind of yeah. like we've been talking about they tell a lot of different stories in those universes because those universes are so vast and there's so much lore in them there's just a ton to explore in it so maybe that's like one of the draws and i think they announced another one also that um we didn't get on the show notes but Anyway, they yeah, announced a, a, the Warhammer 40k one or whatever. Yeah, I think there's a new like Dragon of Sigmar or something. I'll, we'll we'll have to add it to the show notes and talk about it next time. Yeah, but it comes out next year. The thing I thought was weird about it was it's only current gen. There's no no next gen versions. It mm-hmm. Comes out next year. Yeah, next year on current gen stuff. Yeah, on PS4 and Xbox One, but not hmm. PS5 and Series X. Yeah, that is interesting. Interesting. Well, um, that has been the high level stuff for Gamescom. It is st- it was still going on um and it's still going on tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that there's just a crap ton of stuff um being announced there's a lot of new titles that are supposed to be shown off that we'll get to see so next week we'll have a lot to talk about from Gamescom but other than that guys I think that's all the news um we've been talking for quite a bit so I don't know if we want to do some of this extra stuff or if we just want yeah, to save have. it for next time. I think I think we'll save my quiz, my, cause I have that dumb game that I make, that I made up that we'll just save for next time. Devin, maybe we'll save the art for next time also, but we'll talk about, um, that's fine. The new, um, Freelancer Code. We can do that next time. Playlist. I mean, we can do it now. It's not going to take us too long to talk about, um, a couple songs we want to add to our playlist, okay. right? So Mike, since this was your idea, will you lay it yeah, out on okay. us? All right. So those of you who turned, turned who tuned in last week the end of our discussion turned very i don't know what the right word is here but very uh real 
not that what we what we talk about isn't real, but no, but, but, but just had a little bit more depth and more meaning and more. Yeah, we should be clear that video well, games uh, well, but, uh, well, what... not important <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, right? <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. They help a lot of people. They, they, they do. do, but they, do. We, they help me I mean, the other night. There's many important things that are more yeah, important I, I do. than video games. Because I want to give this, because I want to give this the gravity that it that it deserves. Anyway, not to get too deep or heavy. Um, when I have thinking about um, last week's end of show topic and some of the things that have kind of helped me through dark times or trouble times or whatever, um, one of the things that has always helped me has been music. Uh, music has always affected me in a way that that goes to alter my mood, change my thoughts, um, get me through troubled times, and I and I blame that on my mom, who who always had music playing in our home growing up, who who taught us through song, and and who um, was always able to connect to us that way. So I thought as just something to do that that we um at the freelancer codex we're going to start a pot spotify a spotify playlist and each week we are going to add one song each to it um a song that that maybe has influenced us that week one that that kind of really changes us or or has had an effect on us um it could be an old song it could be a new song it could be from a video game soundtrack it could be from broadway it, i mean there's no restrictions on on what genres we can pull from um and so we're each going to add this. And once we get to 15, we'll publish that playlist. Um, and, and maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll be something that, that I, I, I'm a little bit shady on how Spotify works, but I'm pretty sure that we can put that playlist out and people can listen to it and, and maybe it'll help or, or whatever. I don't know. Just something, something I thought. Um, so yeah, Steve. Yeah, so that I was think, my intro. Do you want to know? Do you want to know my song, or do you guys have yours up, queued, ready to go? Well, we can't I mean, we play put them on the document. Yeah, because if yeah, we, we I know, I understand. Right but you here. can, but you can talk about them, right? But yeah. you can talk about them. We're not. So, yeah. yeah, we're not going to play them, but we can talk about them. Yeah. So what I think what we'll do, Mike, I'll just change your idea a little bit. Instead of like publishing it in five weeks, oh, we'll just kind of whatever. like send out the link now, so that people can listen as we um, add to it. That way, it's not like a huge buildup. And they can tell us how horrible our song choices are. Yeah, so I will, <laughs> I will, I will get the link, um, and I will put those in the show notes. But <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So my the first song that I'm going to add to this playlist is a title by the Old Gods of Asgard. The title track is "Take Control." It is from the soundtrack of Control. And I added this on here because I think it's a super sweet track. It is one of the pivotal points in that game that you play that this um, track starts to play that had a huge impact on me when I played it because it was just kind of like mind-blowing, um, the set piece that they created in that game and this track playing over it Is that was the one where the fantastic. rooms move? That's the one. Um, yeah, ah, that is a good one. And also because, you know, last DLC is coming out today for Control, I figured, hey, I'm going to throw in this Control thing because that's had a pretty big impact on... Um, um, on me in these last couple of years as one of my favorite games of the last several years. So that is Take Control by Old Gods of Asgard. That's what I'm going to add on there. Devin, what are you going to add? Uh, so what I'm putting on here, it is uh, called Memories. And there's a couple different songs, but the one I chose was from 
uh, the One Voice Children's Choir. Right. And so the reason I chose this is because my kids like to listen to this choir. And this, you know, something I didn't really think about with the pandemic and everything else, you know, was kind of when it first started was was really my kids like, oh, they'll be fine. They're just going to hang out at the house. It's whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, everything that they've been going through, it has really affected my daughter and she had been having tough times. And some of the other things, you know, like before the pandemic, her uh, gifted and talented teacher died. She had a heart attack. Oh, right? wow. So then she got a new teacher and then the pandemic happened. And so then she couldn't hang out with any of her friends, couldn't go to school, which she loves going to school. And, um, you know, so it was like really hard. And like, she wrote us this letter, you know, about like how this has been like the worst year of her life. And I was kind of thinking about that. Like, yeah, this is like, I mean, it's a horrible year for us, but for the kids, like they've only been around for so long. It, this definitely has to be a horrible year. And I, I never really thought about that. And this kind of, this song just kind of goes over, you know, the challenges that they face and, and some of the things, you know, whether they're scared or there's fear and everything else and that they can get through it. But this also kind of led me to also thinking like, Oh, I only have so much time left with my kids before they're going to move out and they're going to you know go to college or whatever else or do whatever they're going to do uh, as they get into adulthood. And then they'll have their own families. But then I'm like, okay, so I only have this so much time left with my kids. So I was kind of freaking out about that. But then I was kind of thinking about, well, hopefully they'll, you know, still hang out when they get older and stuff. And that kind of led me to my relationship with my parents of how much time am I really spending with my parents? And do, you know, is that kind of going to reflect on what my kids do with me, you know, when, when they're older? And so it kind of helped me reflect on both current and future relationships with, with my extended family and my close family and just kind of help me kind of bring things back into focus of what's important, you know? And so I've, I have kind of been playing, you know, less video games and doing less other things and just spending more time with my kids. I've been playing video games with them, playing the stuff they want, you know, and then also spending more time with my parents, even though sometimes, you know, we don't always want to hang out because all they do is, give you advice on things you don't want to talk about or hear about, you know, but they love you. And just like, I love my kids, you know, and I want to have that relationship with them. I kind of like, Oh, you know, I kind of felt bad for the state of my relationship with my own parents. And I was like, I should definitely work on that, you know? So that's my song. So when you hear it, you know, you can take from it what you will. So. Word. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I have picked a song. Um, I, I guess it goes along the lines with Devin, you know, the pandemic, the thing and, and being able to, to take the time that you need on yourself to, to fix yourself if you need help. So the song is Let's Hurt Tonight by One Republic. One, One Republic is my current favorite band right now. My favorite artist, my favorite, um, music producer and um and that was i mean it just it just talks about going through and and you know going and fixing yourself if you need to fix yourself and and going through those struggles and knowing that those struggles aren't it's not bad to go through those struggles you need them to grow so so let's hurt tonight by one republic and we'll build this list and you know take your comments and and maybe we can as a community just you know bond together that way over music so that was my little idea i like your idea mike and we'll do that that steve changed but whatever 
Um, I just wanted people to have access to it earlier than, than you did. That's all. No, I understand. I understand. So, um, all right. Everyone, thank you in chat for hanging out with us. We appreciate everyone over in Freelancer Codex land for giving us the time of the day to download the show, to listen to the show. Please, um, if you are willing, go review us on any of your podcatchers. Um, consider supporting if you feel like you get any type of value out of the show over at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. We appreciate all of you. We hope that you all stay safe and that you try to make the world a better place for those around you and people that will be coming after you. So until next time, um, this has been the Freelancer Codex and we see, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.